Blog Talk Radio. L.A. can be a tough place for new artists, and many don't make it. But today we're going to talk to two artists who not only made it, but continue to thrill audiences. Joy Autumn and Eva McAlhanova and her band, The Vagabond Tales, are going to be here with us. So welcome to Music Friday Live. From Los Angeles, California, the music capital of America, it's Music Friday Live. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. Our guests are here to talk with you. So, you know, call in, 347-215-7511. Or, you know, you can always email us. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. I know a lot of you are emailing us because, you know, you're at work and you got your headphones on. You can't really call us. So that's fine. Do that. I want to say welcome to our listeners on Block Talk Radio on the CyberStationUSA.com network and the radio affiliates in the East Coast that they syndicate us to who will hear us later tonight. Also, hi to everybody in the Artistic Echoes Network in the United Kingdom who will hear us tomorrow morning, right, or sometime tomorrow, and everyone listening to us on Stitcher and iTunes. And again, you know, call in if you're listening to us live. Email in if you're listening to a podcast or you're listening to us later, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. You know, listening to Joy Autumn is kind of a mystical interior musical experience. She brings you into the sunrise of her emotional life, her early morning disappointments, her dashed dreams, her hopes. Her voice is vulnerable, and yet it's kind of steel strong at the same time. She has a curl that sort of pierces you like a minor note. Her lyrics paint pointless, tear-stained pictures like lights and shadows on her face. She's a unique artist, a unique individual. You know, she arrived here from Washington State, and she experienced the challenges that go with the opportunities of Los Angeles and Hollywood. You know, the hard partying, the spiral down underbelly, the... And, all that stuff. She became, well, I would say that songwriting became a kind of therapy for her and her healing involved co-producing the album Midnight with Bill Leffler. And that album shines a light on the entertainment underground here in, in my hometown. And it also provides a little therapy for all of us. Joy, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you so much for having me, Patrick. I'm excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you. We've been listening to your music and watching your videos all week, and um, we're blown away. Uh, Let me ask you, has this album kind of been percolating in your mind for some time, I guess, since we met a couple of years ago, or did it all sort of tumble out at once? Yeah, so um, that's right. We met, and I had just, I think, written Searching for You at that point and was starting to write some of the other songs, so... Usually something has to percolate for a while, but then once I start writing, it comes out pretty fast. You know, as I said, your voice is kind of a curl in it that, that um, injects nostalgia into your singing. It, it's almost as if French is your first language. Um, have you been voice trained? Did you study singing at some point? I did study singing, and that's funny because I'm obsessed with France. <laughs> <laughs> so I I have a dream of moving there and singing in cafes and whatnot. <laughs> okay, well th- th- there it is. Uh, all right, we're going to uh, play a little bit of that music, um, so our audience knows what all the excitement about. This is searching for you.
And there must be a demon in me that I'm too afraid to face. It's true. I've been looking for joy. You know, every time I listen to that, I feel like I'm in a noir film with wet streets at night glistening from the street lights and neon and it's just a few hours before sunset and it sounds like you were in that movie too all right um some of the uh the the writing in that is really kind of gut-wrenching uh you write it's true i've been looking for a door out of this hollywood tomb asking for more were you buried alive in hollywood (laughs) feels like it some days (laughs) No, I I wrote that song about sort of it's actually about searching for myself in Hollywood and um searching for myself in all the wrong places. And my story is like a lot of artists. You move to LA and you think it's going to be really easy to you know be successful and then once you realize that it's not you sort of find yourself going out and going to at least I found myself going out to these parties, hoping to meet, you know, these industry men that would help me become more successful. And then you realize that they actually don't. And you just sort of find yourself out at four in the morning, wondering what you're doing with your life. And so that's what I wrote searching for you. Okay. I've known other young artists here who've been in the scene you describe, um, and, and you call it, uh, what's the, the line you have? It's all just boo, smoke, and coked out wannabe stars. I think you, you sing that in search, Searching for, for You. And some have moved through it relatively unscathed, and others have flirted with, frankly, suicide. Um, mostly the ones I know who were relatively unscathed had family here. You know, supportive parents yeah. and siblings. You didn't. You 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 were all alone here, weren't you? Yeah, I don't have family in LA. I really um, really wish that um, I did. And I think you know you have to sort of make your friends and create your own family. But that's as you know, people come from all over the world. You know, to be yeah. successful here. And yeah. All right. Well, I want to play another one of your very powerful songs that that kind of talks a little bit about that. This is Here and There. so much and know that I could lose this dream. Well, first of all, that's great writing. It's simple. It's a direct statement and it holds a lifetime inside the words. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Um, Falling in love always involves that, that risk for everyone. But for you, for the writer of those words, it seems almost too much to contemplate. It seems like there's more going on there besides love. Um, uh, something that you're yeah. afraid to reach for besides love. So I don't know. Can you elucidate, illuminate a little bit? Yeah, I think here and there is quite vulnerable because it's about being terrified to be happy, you know. And I think often um, we can see ourselves, or I, I could see myself as somebody that wasn't happy, and so that's the scariest thing is to let go and know that you could actually be happy. And that's what I meant by that line. 
I'm sure we're going to get emails in from people asking you if you've ever been happy, but we'll we'll see what happens. There. <laughs> okay. yeah. I have, yes, yes. <laughs> well, I think so because uh, later on you sing, um, and I know what it feels like to cry so hard. You think you'll die, but still we must all try. Um, so you don't yeah, give up. Yeah. So you don't give up. That's that's great. There's another song on, on the album. Um, that I think is about a former lover. You'll have to tell us. So um, that indicates that you did reach out and you did find a home. It, it's called Joy. Let's, let's listen to a little bit of Joy here. I won't fall for you tonight Cause I know this isn't right always have mm-hmm. to sort of stop and think a bit after I listen to that. Some of the, the lines in oh, there. Oh, thank you. When, uh, so when I... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, you've got a verse in there. So when I stop taking your calls, you might think I don't care at all. It's easier if you do. It's simpler than the truth. What was the truth? <laughs> the truth was um that you know I loved him very much and I um and that's why I couldn't call. Yeah. Mm. Well this was about a former lover and uh, uh yeah. this wasn't yeah. this was a, a nostalgic song. I mean yeah. Yes. Um yeah, bittersweet. That's why for the music video I wanted to do something with a projector and I'm sort of fascinated by the fact that you know someone that's not there anymore can feel more present with you than you know what's actually happening in the current moment and so I wanted to depict that in the video and the song and and folks uh, listening to this when the show's over you ought to go look at that video it's really remarkable um and you you just said it, how somebody in the past, something in the past can be more present than what's going on right now. And that and your video does that, it does that. There is a presence from the past in the video that uh, overwhelms the present. It's really uh, remarkably done. Did, did you, um, did you plan? Oh, that? Thank is, you. Is that your time? Yeah, I actually worked with this really amazing female production team. And so we came up with the concept and everything together. And, yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was intense to make, though. Everyone was like, I'm so sad right now. <laughs> um, and, they, <laughs> and they understood, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's palpable for sure. Um, I think it's always the hardest thing when you, you know, love someone viscerally and have to let them go. You know, the fact that you can you can find a team like that and do that and the other videos, too, and, and also produce these songs as beautifully as you do. They tell me that that it sounds like that you have you have found home here in Los Angeles. I have. And, you know, I've been quite lucky to have. Um, a lot of really strong and supportive female friends, which 
you you absolutely have to have in a male-driven industry. And I've been excited to be part of collectives supporting other female artists, and I want to continue doing more than that, but more of that. And, yeah, I mean, L.A., as much as I kind of diss it on searching for you, it is actually a really, really special place. And I'm not going to say otherwise. Well, thank you, since this is my hometown, and I, I agree with you completely. Exactly, and, I, yeah. and you're an amazing person. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, are you um, are you involved with uh, indie women music or any of the other indie uh, women uh, musical organizations here? Um, so actually, I'm so happy you asked that because I am starting a collective with my friend Kara Connolly, and it's a female mentorship program for female singer-songwriters and artists because we realize that a lot of men have mentors in the entertainment industry, but women are lacking that. And so we're very excited to be setting that up, and we're going to have a website and some meeting information soon. Well, when you do, let me know, and and we'll help uh, promote it here. Oh, that would be so amazing, Patrick. (laughs) Thank you. But we did a little analysis of our uh, our guests uh, through last year, and what we found is that about sixty three percent of the of our guests are women. And I had to that's kind of amazing. Step back. Thank you. Well, I had to step back and think about that now. Why? Um, one reason is because many bands are led by women, and you want to uh-huh. talk to the leader of the band. Um, and they may not be the leader, but they're the the, the front person. Uh, and the often face, the leader yeah. too. So, so that's one reason. Another reason is that, at least from what I've seen in doing this for a number of years, women are moving throughout the uh, the industry. Um, on stage, you're now seeing it's not unusual to see women on the bass, women on the drums, women playing lead guitar, women playing accordion, um, which used to be kind of a male instrument. So. That's another reason that yeah. we're seeing women just, just move over, move into and take over parts of the stage, which they didn't before. And also, it seems like there are more women's music organizations. You know, the, the, the Women in Music um, Awards at NAM, and uh, there are more women female executives. Have, have you found the same thing? I think it is um, getting better, and I think there's still a long ways to go. Um, and mainly what I see is that we need more females, you know, producers and females in positions of power. Um, there are quite a lot of female singers, and that's encouraging that you see more female instrumentalists as well. That's awesome. But there's still a long ways to go, just, you know, as in politics and everything else. I won't go into that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with you there. Uh, let me remind our audience that uh, we're talking with uh, Joy Autumn, and you can talk with her, too. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email us, as some of you already are. Uh, you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Why don't we go to some of the emails here, Joy? Um, Marianne in Los Angeles, all right? Um, <laughs> well, we kind of covered this, but anyway, I'll, she asked it, so I will ask it. and said, and it's how are you doing now? Have you settled into L.A. or Hollywood? Is this home? Oh, thank you, Marianne. Um, I'm doing great, much better. Thank you. And I sort of see it, L.A. as my home away from home. You know, Washington is always will always be home in certain ways, and I I see myself as you know having two cities. Okay. Uh, uh, Tully or Tully, pardon me if I mangled your name, uh, in New York. Um, it's funny, people say that about New York, and I think she means people say that it's a tough place. But I think, no, I'm sorry, it's funny, people say that about LA, but I think New York City is harder. Uh, people here in New York City don't even try to be nice, at least from what you're saying, they try to be nice, even if they aren't. <laughs> I think New York is an incredibly tough city. I'm a West 
coaster. I love New York, but yeah, I agree. <laughs> I think it might be harder. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, Robar in Seattle, up up toward your your part of the country. Um, you should come up here. We're much nicer than L.A. Uh, there is a price, you know, to be paid for all that sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that he's not incorrect the 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 weather in la is unbeatable i will say that (laughs) well well, i will say that 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 there's a price to be paid for all that rain too but anyway uh, (laughs) um missy all that shines in los angeles only in la would you get a handle like that an email handle like that missy that all that shines um, I love it. You are, <laughs> you are right. There are a lot of fake people here in Los Angeles, but there are a lot of real ones too. Even men. Hope you meet some. Oh, thank you. That's sweet of her. And I, I agree. I, I totally agree. I was, um, in searching for you, speaking about a very specific scene and situation. Uh, Linda. Um, Linda Eagle in uh, Austin uh, wants to know uh, if you'll repeat the name of the uh, organization you're founding and will it only be for Los Angeles? Oh, so, well, we will start out. That's a great question. I mean, we will start out small and guess see where it goes. And um, we're not sure what we're going to call it. This is a new thing that we are developing at, you know, literally this week. But we're really excited about it. Okay. Well, let's but get back to music. Oh, yes, uh, and you'll let us know, and so we can we can help you with it. I will. So let's, I would be. Thank you. So let's get back to music, and this is one that, that also, I think, really uh, highlights your skill with words. This is Ghost. concept of ghost of the ghost is so powerful and there are so many just really heart piercing lines in that song and so I, I want to tell our audience about three of them that I think are unforgettable the first one is what's wrong baby on a bed of nails you make me wait wow what a what a picture and then your voice is ringing in my ears perfectly in time to the choir I hear of sirens wailing in the night Whew. And finally, when you lean in to kiss me, your lips are bees stinging me. Those are all pretty powerful lines. <laughs> when I, when I <laughs> listen to that, I, I wonder um, if your life ever became a bed of roses. And if, if your life ever become a bed of roses instead of a bed of nails, um, could you write <laughs> such great songs if it did? Oh, if uh, yeah, I didn't realize those lyrics were so so intense until you read them back to me. Because you know, when I write, I'm singing and writing them at the same time. Um, thank you. Um, I tend to write, you know, songs when I'm going through a lot, so that's probably why they're as intense as they are. And sometimes when you're really happy, you're not going to sit down and write a song. Um, <laughs> okay. You know how it um, goes. Yes. And, well, I should remind our audience that not everything about you is um, noir. Um, in one of the videos, there's, there's some great 
video of you doing handstands on the beach. Um, I was so, a former gymnast, yes. Okay. Oh, that's why. Okay. They, they do look like you were sort of professional on it. Um, but I, I, I hear what you mean. You know, I was asking uh, if, if, if all of a sudden your life just became a bed of roses, would you still have material? That's a great question. I really hope so. And I think like a lot of artists, you have that fear. You're like, oh my gosh, if I'm happy, will I ever write a good song again? And, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I only write when I'm really upset. And then you wonder if you're sort of creating more circumstances to be less than happy so you can have good material. But I would I would hope so at this point. I think, you know, um, a lot of good songs are just quite introspective. They don't necessarily have to be sad. Okay. Or you can, you know, write commentary on other people's lives. So I do have that hope for the next okay. one. Well, we'll we'll see. But right now, I I want to play uh, what I think is the best song on the album. At least to me, this is my favorite song, and which actually has that kind of hope in it. This is brave. We won't be younger than today. There's no greater time. We won't be younger, we won't be brighter, we won't be crazier than today. We've missed chances before, I got shy at your birthday, even though I wanted more. Wow, I love that song. That, that song, to me, it's sort of the essence of the album. You, you sing in there, we might fall hard, we might fall flat, but what if it lasts? It just might last. That's hope. It is, yeah. yeah. It, it's, um, it's just my opinion now that this is the essence of the album. I'm sure since you did the album, you have, you have other opinions. But um, that takes the personal and it makes it universal and, and, and uplifting. The way you do the arrangement, the production, it all kind of drives toward the L.A. life that I know, the, the life of taking chances, of never wondering. Um, I think that song makes you an official Angelino. Oh, thank you. And I can only get that reward from an official Angelino. So thank you very much. <laughs> Okay. Well, we are we are out of time, and uh, right now is a, is the time for you to answer the the most important question: Where do people get your music? You thank you, Patrick. My music is available at joyautumn.com and also on um, Spotify and iTunes, all streaming services. You can get signed autographed copies on my website, joyautumn.com. And you can see me at a show as well in the future, and I will find one for you. Okay. Well, when you're when you're up uh, on stage again, uh, let us know, and uh, I'm going to do my best to be there. And uh, maybe we'll uh, do help you with a little promotion. Okay. So, and I want to just say thank you so much for being with us today. This has been a real pleasure. I love your music, and I love talking with you. Likewise, thank you so much for having me, Patrick. I had the best time. That's Joy Autumn. The uh, EP is Midnight, and it is a treasure, and you must buy it or stream it or sleep with it or or whatever. Um, Follow her at www.joyautumn.com. Stream her on Spotify, all the usual places. Well, we're going to take a quick break right now and uh, before our next guest, but we do need to take a little trip to Mexico. So here we go. Just two hours south of the California border lies the enchanting seaside town of San Felipe, Baja, California, where friendly people, warm waters, and a relaxing vacation awaits. And it all starts at www.mysanfelipevacation.com. Whether you choose to golf on the 18-hole championship course overlooking the Sea of Cortez with friends, enjoy a romantic weekend for two on the beach, or take the whole family for a fun-filled weekend of shopping and activities, you'll be sure to find just the right accommodations 
at MySanFelipeVacation.com. So what are you waiting for? Isn't it time you got away? Visit www.MySanFelipeVacation.com today. That's www.MySanFelipeVacation.com. See you in San Felipe. We will see you in San Felipe. I go down there so I can get a voice like his. No, I go down there for a lot of fun. And when you uh, when you go to uh, mysanfelipevacation.com, uh, use the discount code MFLA5, and you'll get a uh, discount on every uh, room that you book and every service that you book there. You know, I'm, I'm really happy to have... Uh, uh, Eva on the air, so I can introduce her to all of you. Now, I've, I've seen her on stage twice, and both times I was just totally charmed by her music, her songwriting, just by her. Uh, she's the founder, the guitarist, and the lead singer of The Vagabond Tales, a band which itself is a story. Uh, she was born to a musical family in Russia. Um, her last name is Russian, which is why I'm not trying to say it on the air, but I'll let her do that. Right? Um, after moving to California, she found herself assembling a band and publicly performing her unique brand of Western old folk ragtime melting pot music for appreciative audiences. And of course, recording soon followed and she released a uh, uh, Letters from the Moon in 2013, and then the uh, the EP La Dolor Exquise, uh, pro- pardon my French, I'm sure I said that wrong, in 2016. But she is proof that talent, a positive attitude, and a little bit of mischief is an unbeatable combination, even for an EP that's called Exquisite Pain in English. Uh, Eva, welcome to Music Friday Live. Thank you. Thank uh, you so much. Eva, uh, why don't you tell us your last name? Because I couldn't begin to try and pronounce it correctly. Okay, so my last name is actually a secret just because um, I use my middle name for my last name. And it's actually pronounced um, Mikhailovna. Aha, I didn't know that. We learned something <laughs> here. So it's a good thing I didn't try to pronounce what I thought was your last name. Well, first of all, uh, let me say you're based in Riverside, California, uh-huh. which is a... Hotbed of creativity, and I know that because my wife got her drama degree at UC Riverside. So, oh, nice. Uh, yay. Did you arrive <laughs> directly from Russia to Riverside? Yeah, I came directly to Riverside. I was only six years old, um, so I grew up in Riverside. Riverside is my home, and I haven't been able to move out of Riverside. Uh, I always kind of refer to Riverside as like a black hole, and then once people leave... <laughs> It always like tries to pull them back in, but they some people successfully leave Riverside, and I'm waiting to also maybe leave one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I say, it's there is creativity in Riverside, and you're living proof of yeah. that. Now, you began writing songs and lyrics as a child, and you learned how to play the piano. Before, I understand before you could read or write, and when mm-hmm. you were playing music um, as a child, it was just for the family. What do they think of? Now you're becoming this public entertainer. Um, well, you know, at first, um, they, my mom, she's very, like, reserved. She's, um, I've always been shy, too, and so I think my mom, she she didn't like the idea, and especially when I would invite her to shows, there were, like, a lot of people there, and it just seemed kind of too stressful. So she never really liked the idea, but now she's warming up to the idea that it's just work for me. I, I do this every week, and they're getting used to it. So, but it's it's kind of it's different for us because we've always been a very reserved family, very quiet. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm I'm glad you 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 stepped down into the the spotlight. Uh, now your your background is European, and you blend European music with other forms of music, but. I've always seen you at concerts with Latino musicians. Now, how did that happen? Is there a connection between you and the Latino community here in, in L.A.? Um, you know, when I first started playing music, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was all by myself. And here in Riverside, I met this band called the Mad Marionettes, which were all Latinos, and they were very influenced by like, Spanish, um, old Spanish music. And so... 
um, they helped me start a band. And then from then on, I just keep meeting people who are, like, they have the back, that background. And um, I have a lot of friends who are in the um, Latino community, and it just worked out that way. Well, I'm glad you did because that's how I uh, I discovered her. Well, discovered you. Well, let let let's let our uh, audience in on your music and why it's, I'm so excited about it. This is Ways. story right that, yeah. that's a neat that, that's a neat trick um thank you what's the instrument doing the strumming there it, it sounds like a banjo or a ukulele am i close yeah that's a banjo so you is yeah. that you playing the banjo yeah that's me playing banjo um when we play it live i have um my bass player al play banjo Al's been in the band the longest, so I've been just moving him around from instrument to instrument because he knows the songs very well. So um, usually live, it's him playing, but on the recordings, it's me playing. Wow. I'm impressed yeah. you because learning to play the banjo is not easy. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the lyrics, uh, which are also a poem, um, and they tell kind of a cold tale. For what it's mm-hmm. worth, I'm so afraid. For what it's worth, I could stay, but I know there is no way. There is no way. Wow. Um, was that waiting to get out of you for some time, or did that just pour out in a cathartic rush? This song was actually the fastest song I ever wrote, and um, it, it, it's kind of about it's, a lot of people, they there's sometimes situations where you keep getting pulled into the same situation over and over again, and you kind of want to be there, but you know it's a bad situation to be in. So it it was a song about just getting pulled into the same situation over and over and wondering if this time you're going to stay there or if this time you're going to be able to get out of it. And I take it you didn't stay. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now you play with a with a lantern hanging from your guitar. Are are you sort of searching for truth like Diogenes, or is there another reason for that? I don't know. I just honestly, to be honest, I, I was at the Dollar Tree store and I saw those lanterns and it looked really nice. This was like three years ago. Put it on my guitar and I haven't taken it off since. I kind of don't know how to take it off. It's kind of permanently <laughs> stuck. <laughs> And it looks nice. It, it kind it of does. divides the way. It, it does, and it gives people like me uh, a reason to ask questions like that. You know, you can make up all yeah. kinds of stories now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm actually I, I'm thinking of using that lantern idea for an album cover for maybe the next album, but I'm not really sure yet. Oh, cool. All right. Um, yeah. I, I, I mentioned in the introduction that Vagabond Tales are – or the band is kind of a story in itself. How did the band get named Vagabond Tales? Did they have their own tale? Ooh, so in the beginning, I had only two other musicians who were with me, and I knew that my songs at the time were stories. So the bass player I had at the time, he suggested it should be have the word tales in it. And um, I, all my stories were about traveling and people who travel, so vagabond tales came to be but then they forced me they kind of talked me into having my name in the front which I kind of regret now just because it's so long and um, I just feel weird about having my name in it but that's just how it works out well you know sometimes uh, because I've like I said I've seen you twice uh, you sometimes sing tales when you're on stage and uh, and when you're on stage 
you're a lot of fun. You you have a way of um, really engaging the audience, uh, and oh, yeah. and you seem like it just gives you energy too. It does. I um, I just know that when we played bigger stages where the audience and the audience seems very far away, those those are the most nerve wracking shows. Like when we played at Nam, I was panicking just because I knew I wouldn't be able to interact with the audience but I still somehow found a way to do it. And it just, um, when I feel closer to people and when I know people feel closer to us as a band, it just makes it more comfortable because I just feel like I'm playing in front of people I know. And it's more welcoming that way. Well, I've got a recording here of you engaging the audience in one of your live concerts. And I want to play it to, 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 to let people know why they should go to your live concerts. Uh, this is a Red Riding Hood. You have to howl like a wolf on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Oh. I don't know. I don't think you guys beat anything. Like You guys are kind of relaxed or something. You guys can do better. Remember, you're competing with Penn California. They're an 80-year-old with... Teeth missing, okay? So ready? But it's because it's not because it's because they they do weird things over there. So we're gonna talk about this. Ready? On the count of three. This is your last chance, by the way, and you'll see why later. Network too. That was uh, that was recorded live at LA's uh, Civic Center Studios uh, in downtown LA. It was in front of a jam-packed audience. I was in that audience, um, and we loved it. Absolutely loved it. What, what gave you the idea to convert that old European fairy tale into an audience participation music in a Latino music venue? Oh, you know, it actually started in this small little town of Hemet. Um, the, the sure. people there are really fun, and um, I just I wanted to get it I, because in the actual um, original song, this is the cover song, but in the original song, the guy howls, but I feel very awkward howling alone. So I would try to get everyone to do it with me, and it just turned into a thing from then on. Yeah. <laughs> and they did, and we all did. Yeah. I mean, that's that's got to be one of the most fun live songs I have been to, and I go to a lot of concerts. Believe me. Um, do you play it at every concert? Um, not every concert, but most of them, especially if it's a new place. I kind of like to test out the audience to see if they got, you know, they got what it takes to, or like what kind of people they are, feel them out, you know? Right. To beat the eight year olds. Okay. Uh, <laughs> let me remind our audience that, uh, we're talking with, um, Eva of Eva with the secret last name. Uh, of Eva and the Vag- Vagabond Tales. Um, you can talk with her too. You can call in 347-215-7511 or if you're sitting there at work and you've got your headphones on, you can email. And some of you have emailed, but you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Why don't we go to some of these emails here? Um, Malaguay in Los Angeles uh, wants to, uh, writes in, have you ever played at the MTL in Riverside or at the Fox in Riverside? Oh, yeah, I've actually played at the MTL in Riverside many times. Uh, one of my, actually, my second show ever was at MTL. And from there, I remember from that show, I got asked to play another show. And from then on, it just never stopped. So I just remember that. And also, uh, we played at the, not the actual Fox Theater, but the little side, we have a sidebar there. 
we played there too. Wow. Okay. All right. And obviously Malaguay knows uh, Riverside. See, there's creativity in Riverside. Okay. Um, Respect 40 in Los Angeles uh, wants to know, um, there is a big Russian community in Los Angeles. Are they part of your fan base? Ooh, I know about the Russian community in Los Angeles, but I have never met any Russian people or Ukrainian people um, at the shows in L.A., but I do meet a lot in Redlands area. So hmm. it would be nice to get out into the Russian community. Okay. All right. Well, think about how we can do that. Um, musical mustache in Tampa. Well, there's something I wish I had as a musical mustache. <laughs> uh, <laughs> musical mustache writes, it looks like there is an accordion in your band. Do you play it? Do you ever use it for rhythm? Oh, yeah. So we have a, um, her name is Jasmine, and she's a very good accordion player. She uses it for rhythm. She she has a huge accordion, and she, so she wears these, like, high heels while she's holding the accordion. I don't know how she does it. Sometimes we play for three whole hours, and she's holding that in, the accordion the entire time. So I know a little bit of accordion, and um, Jasmine has taught each band member a little bit of accordion so that we could easily pick it up and play it. But she's our main accordion player in the band. You know, the accordion is a, is a very, very difficult instrument. And uh, I oh, have, yeah. I, I've, I've watched her play it and other accordion players, and, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> you know, that's uh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um Lorraine um, in Hollywood, Florida, wants to know what languages do you speak? Okay, I speak English. Uh, I speak Russian. I used to learn Italian, but now all I can do is read it. But I, I don't really speak any language well. <laughs> like I notice I don't speak English very well. I don't speak Russian very well. So I <laughs> don't really know what language. Maybe one day I'll learn one that will stick. <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, your your, your English sounds uh, pretty good. Um, I can't judge the Russian. Uh, well, let's get back to the album. Uh, and actually, would you mm-hmm. pronounce the name of the album for me? Ooh, you know, I usually use Google Translate to pronounce it because I don't know how to pronounce it myself. I think it's <laughs> La Zulu. I don't know. I'm not even going to try. But I just really <laughs> love the phrase because it means um, it, it can't be translated into English because it's an entire phrase that means um, – Oh, the, the the pain you feel when you know you can't get the affection of the person you want to get the affection from. So wow. it's a depressing phrase, and I liked it. So I used wow. All right. Well, you gave me a um, a hand stitched copy of, and by hand stitched, I mean the CD uh, um, cover was was hand stitched. Did did you put those through a sewing machine? Did you have somebody do that for you? Oh yeah. So. When we first released that EP, our our following wasn't that big, and so we thought it would be fun to just stitch our album covers. And from 2016 on, we that's all we've been doing. So before every show, it's like like a workshop. We all use the sewing machine, and everyone in the band sews. So we make these CDs and sell them at shows, and it's so tiring, but people like it, so we just keep doing it. Oh, I love it. And of course, you put poetry inside of it, uh, which I, I love. And uh, um, various other things are inside of, of the, of the uh, CD cover, too. Well, let's play some of the, some more of the music. And I want to play Winter. Thank you. 
There are some lines in that song that have stayed with me all week and probably will continue to. There's no use with you when everything's not right. So what's the surprise? You'll just hit me with words and then sell me tonight. Wow, that's kind of a pretty powerful word picture. Uh, it, it's You have a beautiful, frightening way with words. Um, is that from your past? Oh, yeah. Um, I used to get myself into bad situations, and um, I think that line is just about, I don't know if you've ever had to deal with a person that um, they can't hear anything, but they only say everything. And you, you, you're you trying to get in there and trying to get through to them, just just hoping that they'll understand you. But instead, they just throw words at you, and they don't want to understand anything. So that's what yeah. that's about. Yeah. And of course, you wrap it up with uh, the line, "You killed me once, and now you're bu- you're you're burying what's been." Um, again, pretty powerful stuff, right? Absolutely, yeah. very powerful <laughs> stuff. Uh, let's let's we got time for for one more song, um, and uh, the one I want to play is "This Old Pain." with um, up full music and really, really sad lyrics, right? Um, I, I hope that what you're singing about there is the same breakup you described in winter and, um, and ways. And, and uh, why don't you tell me why those songs? Because otherwise you, you, you would have had a, an awful lot of breakups for such a young woman. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you know, I, I usually, I use that EP um, just to put, all those songs in one place because they weren't necessarily about a specific event. They were more of about the feeling that is behind events like that. So I just used the feelings I had in any situation. It wasn't, maybe wasn't even like a relationship, maybe like a friendship. And um, I used that feeling to be the, the motivational force behind some of the lyrics and the, I, just the idea of um, ending something. The, the way in which you um, you you arrange, I mean, the, the, obviously this this is a sad album, just given the title of it, and and the mm-hmm. songs are about, as you said, difficult situations, but you do them with such upbeat happiness. Uh, is that just what pours out of you, or have you decided that yeah, that's kind of how you like to tease the audience? Well, I think I think both. Because what happens usually is I get sometimes I just get really depressed because I can't really express what I feel. And so once I write a song, it just feels so good to let it out that the the lyrics and the music usually come out at the same time. And if it comes out good, then I'm happy and it kind of ends up being upbeat. The lyrics end up being sad. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> it, it does. So. I, I, I get that. Do, do you ever improvise on stage? Ooh, that's something um, I'm really scared of improvising. Uh, but lately with the band, we've been working on that just because we're all kind of more from like, like a classically trained background. So we're used hmm. to following what the sheet says and everything. But we're trying to get out of our bubble and improvise more. I, I would never have put you in a bubble. Uh, and, I'm, <laughs> um, and I'm also glad to hear that you read music. I, I Believe me, I talk to a, 
a lot of musicians who don't read music. And uh, believe it or not, that puts them in a bubble. They can only do yeah. certain things, and they, they can't explore beyond that. Well, we are pretty much uh, about out of time, and uh, uh, I want to make sure that we have an opportunity to tell our audience in Los Angeles that you're going to be playing live at the Hotel Cafe October 15th, and you're going to be on the main stage. Have you ever played there before? I have never played there. I've always heard of it as a wonderful venue for music just because the sound there I've heard is very great. And this show is going to be very special because for the first time ever, we have a five-piece band. We're playing mostly all the new songs from our album, upcoming album. And it's going to be very special. Probably we'll never do it again. (laughs) Oh, you probably will. Well, I will be there. Uh, It is a wonderful venue, and I will be there. And um, I want to thank you for being here today. Uh, Thank you so much. This has been really a lot of fun. I look forward to seeing you at the Hotel Cafe. Thank you so much for having me. It was very fun talking to you. Thank you so much. Eva and the Vagabond Tales. The album is uh, La Dolor Exquise, and everybody is going to repronounce my French for me. Sorry about that. Uh, it's available at the suitcase shop on her website, evaandthevagabondtales.com. Well, you've been listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyberstation USA, Blog Talk Radio, and our radio affiliates. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and get real-time updates on our guests. Music Friday Live is produced by Music Friday Live and Fairness Radio, LLC. Our program director is Jason Barlaben, and our intern used to be Angeline Serrano, but she's got her own radio show now. You go, girl. Uh, You can download this and other Music Friday Live programs at blogtalkradio.com. We're also on iTunes. Uh, Check out the Music Friday Live website. Uh, Tune in next week when we talk with the beautiful, mysterious, and exquisitely talented Whitney Ty. Plus, plus, we're going to have a conversation with the president of the House of Blues Foundation, Nurit Siegel-Smith. That's really going to be interesting. So check our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll give you some more details, update you on our guest. And once again, I want to remind everybody in our Los Angeles audience, our Los Angeles audience, that Eva and the Vagapons are going to be playing at the Hotel Cafe. They're going to be on the main stage. This is going to be a, an, an event you don't want to miss if you're in Los Angeles or if you're in Hollywood or in the Valley or in Riverside. All right, You want to come into Hollywood that night at the, at the Hotel Cafe, which is on Cuenca between Hollywood Boulevard and Sunset. The entrance is around the back. So even though you set your ways or your Google Maps, it'll tell you the wrong place. Just go park on one of the lots nearby or take an Uber or a Lyft or whatever and, um, and go around to the back. I would advise you get tickets in advance. I suspect this is going to be a sold-out show because it's even the Vagabond Tales. You know, what else can you, uh, you expect? So in the meantime, uh, I'm going to leave you all with a little of uh, Eva's music. Again, this is... This old pain. Mm-hmm.